Welcome everybody to the Beacon of Light podcast this evening and tonight we have an incredible story made by an incredible author named Elizabeth Billingsley and before we jump into that let's jump into this. I'm April Tribe Juke. Welcome to the Beacon of Light podcast. I believe we are all made with light and light is hope. This podcast brings authors who write stories of hope to all of you. Your journey to be inspired and amplified by these stories starts now. And we're back. So, hello everybody and welcome this evening. I know Miss Elizabeth through other types of connections and writings and other biddies and all of those <laughs> fun things. So, Elizabeth, tell, tell the audience tonight a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, by day, um, I am a public health nurse. Um, and then in my other, you know, my spare time, my hobby time, it's, it's more than a hobby. It's more of a calling now. Um, I am a writer, I blog at my website, which is there, I think, scrolling across the bottom. And I'm also I've also written two books. Uh, one of them is a personal story about myself and my late husband. And the other one is the story that you see there scrolling across the bottom that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, it is my fantasy allegory. So two different genres. Um, and I hope you'll check them out. They're, they're both at my website after we you know chat tonight. And it's good to see everybody. Awesome. Thank you so much, Miss Elizabeth. And so you can see she's very diverse in her writing. But I have to say, if you, how many of you read the blog out there? So incredible, really awesome, because it's such a fun little story. So if those of you who haven't read it, read, not written, read the <laughs> blog yet, um, uh, why don't you share a little bit about how this whole story even came about? Okay. This story actually started as a very short story for my English, it was an advanced English comp class my senior year in high school. So I wasn't even in college yet. And I just wanted to write a fantasy story, kind of base it on allegory. Um, I love uh, C.S. Lewis. I, I loved his entire Chronicles of Narnia. I had read them all by then and I've reread them actually, but um, that's beside the point. So I just wanted to do a little short story and, um, you know, turn it in. We had a, we had an extra grade we needed. So I turned it in and I got an A and I thought that was it <laughs> basically. So, you know, I, I've kept it all these years and I rediscovered it cleaning out my closet in 2019. And I literally like sat down right there in the middle of my walk-in closet and I reread it and, um, the writing was fading, the paper was yellowing. I mean, but it meant so much more to me in that time. Um, I'd passed through some very, very traumatic things, um, very, very sad things. And in that moment, it became a story, a redemption for me. And so I did, I realized what I had. So I decided that I was going to um, take it, you know, make an electronic copy of it and see what else I could I could do with it, build it and and publish it. I'd already published one book, my personal story. Um, 
And so I wanted to publish this story. And I, I honestly, when I wrote it, when I was 18, I never thought I would publish it. So that that's it in the nutshell for those of you that didn't read the blog. <laughs> it's really incredible that, and you and I discussed this um, off camera. So now it's time to bring it back to our audience here tonight. Yeah. Thinking about um, how, you know, as believers, many people believe and understand that that God knows the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. How do we all fit within that beginning and end? And this time is a time that we are brought here to be tested, to understand, you know, who's on the Lord's side, who, right? What are we going to do? How are we going to pick things? And we have some time within our lifetime to make these choices, to, to fade away, to come back, to stay valiant the whole time. There's so many different choices. So, a loving Heavenly Father looks at all of us and knows our hearts, knows our spirits, knows everything about us. And we're in this world having different experiences and opportunities and different ways and paths to kind of be tested to know, I wonder which way they'll choose. And as a, as a parent, I look at my kids often and think I want, they know truth, they've been brought up with you know, good values mm -hmm. and the gospel rock, I wonder how they're going to choose. Mm -hmm. There's many times where I'm like, don't. I am backing up and try again. But, you know, that agency to make those choices mm -hmm. and I'm showing that love as well as letting go, right? Yeah. There's parts of all of that. I am getting to a point. <laughs> Heavenly Father, as he looks at us and knows our our weaknesses and our strengths and we have many opportunities within our life to know how to experience things thinking about how you wrote that story got your grade yay close up put it away and all these years later be a place of redemption how do you think all of that came about Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think it came about because I was ready for it, too. Um, like you, you were talking about you're raised in truth. You know what's right. Well, I'm just going to be honest. I had not always followed the truth. Um, I kind of followed my own way in many ways. And I actually tried to mix that with truth and make that work out. Well, that created a lot of uh, opportunities for bad decisions. And so I made bad decisions and I encountered some things, some of them, you know, uh, because of me, my fault. Some of them were things other people did. And so by the time I found this story again, I was in the midst of significant healing that had been taking place for about nine months. And so when I found the story again, it clicked. It clicked that this was about a God who never gives up on us. A God who always chases us, no matter what our choices are. It clicked. And so I wanted to do something with that that was a little bit better than just getting an A and putting it in a binder. <laughs> I wanted to share that story with other people. 
um, in a way that would be interesting um, and fun, not like a, a self-help book. I wanted to share the gospel in a way that would be um, not just helpful, but relevant and interesting. So that's that's how I got to that part from right after from senior year to 2019. So fantastic. The the whole idea of that redemption as you were reading through it, what connected you with with something in your life thinking um what this character did, I've got to show other people. Um, there is a character, um, there's two, there's two lands and then there's a land that separates these two other lands. Um, one is the kingdom of Laurelayan. One is the mountains of wise. And on the other side of the mountains of wise, there's the kingdom of the great King Rafa. And then in between them is the dark forest. And in the dark forest is the beast. Um, and for many years in this story, uh, without giving it all away, the kingdom of men, who was the, the kingdom of Laurelayan, they had always taken counsel from the great King Rafa in the, the kingdom of Havania. I didn't give you the name of the, um, kingdom last time it was Havania. And he had a son named Prince Rohan, and they had always taken counsel with him. Well, there was a king. He came to he came to the throne and he thought he knew better. So he abandoned the council of the great king and the prince in Havania. And I kind of look at myself as I abandoned the council of the king. And I went my own way and I'm going to try really hard not to cry right now. Um, uh, I went my own way. And um, I caused a lot of uh, havoc in my own life. And in the story, he causes a lot of havoc in his kingdom. And um, in fact, his kingdom is destroyed. So what happened is I think I was brought to a point where I was really low. And I had to get really low, just like he did in that story, to realize whose counsel I had abandoned and whose ways I had abandoned. So that is what stuck out to me. And then it doesn't stop there, though. In the story, the king, uh, Rafa, and Prince Rohan, they have a way to redeem everything. And so the story takes you through how that happens, and it mirrors the redemption that Christ did when he came to redeem mankind from sin and death. So that is what it means to me because he has redeemed me. He has restored me and he's healed me. And so that is how I connect it all. So what makes an 18 year old have that much wisdom? <sighs> You know, I wrote this. Yeah, that that's that's a good question. I like I said, I grew up in the church. I knew what was right. I knew that abandoning 
that the wisdom of God and the word was wrong. But I think that sometimes we let culture kind of get in our way. And we try to, I think I, t- I talked to you this be- before we went live. We try to mesh culture with truth. And sometimes that really just doesn't work out. And most of the time it doesn't work out. So that's where I was in my life from probably about 21 to 25 on till around 40. I was meshing culture with Christianity and I was a, I was a wise 18 year old, but unfortunately, just like that king in the story, I abandoned wisdom for folly. So there you have it. There you have it. On this growth journey, really interesting that the wisdom of yourself as an 18 year old, um, I'll say the innocent wisdom, possibly, yeah, right? Innocent. Yeah, definitely. You have truth. And when you're built upon a rock, it, it becomes that simple innocence and, and the rules, the black, the white, the division, you just know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And within our journeys of walking in that dark forest that's in between the two kingdoms, there is um, experiences there that you will never forget. That's right. The innocence um, is replaced with that wisdom. I don't like to think that innocence is stolen or lost. I think it is actually replaced with wisdom because you know you will never do that again. You know, I love that. I've never heard it explained that way, April. Oh. I've never heard it explained that way. Thank you. Uh, Download right there. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) As the spirit really just... That idea of replacing, because really we gain, we can sit, you know, we can sit and in our reflection, think about all that we've lost. Really, it, it and then we pine for our past or what we did before, or we, we wish we never had. And, you know, you have your cry about it, but really you're still in that same place. And it's mm-hmm. like, now what? So you see that wisdom the innocence replaced with the wisdom and yes, we'll still kind of some, cause we're still within that dark forest. Yeah. Just using your story, right? We're still within that. We still have to make our journey out, but now we have direction. Yes. We have, yes. we have motivation. We have a desire to want to leave the forest. Yes. yes. And, and, and that is part of that deep wisdom. And again, we will keep stumbling, falling, but if our direction is with, helping us to get out of the forest because yes. you mentioned a time frame right yes uh, 25 to like 40 some mm-hmm. people are like oh we couldn't be <laughs> sorry for luck can't be that dumb for that long the old honey yes you can <laughs> yes, yes you can and you can have moments of lucidity where you're not as dumb and then go back to dumb yes you can because <laughs> <laughs> We think in our forced ability to to mingle truth, mm-hmm. and like you said, with culture, for lack of a better word, it's really that that idea. And at the same time, isn't that why Christ came anyway yeah. to redeem us? Because He knew we how yes. many forests, how many darkness that we'd all kind of stumble in, mm-hmm. and that's why He never abandons us because He already knows. He knows. He, he knows. just knows, and 
in our depths and when we come to our bottom and when we realize the, the awakening, the warmth, the things that flood us in and our ability to try to get out of that forest and the motivation and the hand-holding and at times him holding us to get out. Yes. It's yes. all part, right? It's all part of how life becomes. So so taking, without giving away any more of the story, there, there must be a part where somebody overcomes this part yes. of the forest and, you know, the, the ending must show some type of, of greatness. Now, again, I'm not going to spoil any stories, but in your mind now with your experience mm-hmm. versus your 18 year old's experience, yeah, you feel that the characters know more now than yes. they did all those years ago. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, they do. And without spoiling the story, Uh, When you read the end of the story and you see the gift that Prince Rohan gives to the king of men, you will understand what I mean. So I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. So you guys get get this book. (laughs) (laughs) He He gives the king a gift and it's a beautiful gift. And it represents to me the bond that we will always have. Um, Romans 8, 38 and 39 says nothing can ever separate us from the love of Christ. And that gift represents that bond. Um, no matter what we do, no matter what piece, my pastor says what piece of stupid we decide to act on, no matter how far, I love that, no matter how far away we, we go from him, the love of Christ is never separated from us. So that to me, now that I'm here, is what that means. Very true. Very true. The I, I see that that feeling of, of real light and uh, that exchange of, of of the learns. Now to ask this question, which is not exactly part of your store of, of the actual written story, mm-hmm. your experiences of, of we'll just say stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you come in for anything in the world for what you know now? I, I'm sorry, say that again. Would you trade your experiences for anything of what you know now? Okay, that that has two that has two answers. One, the answer is no, because if I had not walked through those things, I wouldn't be where I am now. The second answer to that is, I wish I'd chosen better. So I wouldn't have had to walk through those things. But the reality is we don't always do that. And that's why he never leaves us. And he's always with us is because he knows we're not always going to do that. Very true. It is that parent, that parental understanding. And I think uh, just this is a personal for myself and watching my nine children go through their forests, their Mm -hmm. dark forests and the ups and downs. Um, I know I've had many a closeted time of tears and 
oh, I was probably the worst mom ever, you know, uh-huh. all of that. And it's taken a while, but not not too long, but taken a while to think, no, they are learning something there that I could never teach them otherwise. Yeah. Now they were anchored in truth. And no matter what they say, as they, they, they say there is no God, they've left truth behind and, and all of this, there is still light there. And I always say where there is light, there is hope. Yeah. And if you have hope, you can have faith. And with faith, there is action. Yes. So the timing and patience as mom to wait, I get to see almost um, as an observer now, because many of my children are starting to move on and out of the house, as this observational role, allowing a place for them to come home to mm-hmm. without judgment yeah. is a huge shift in my way of thinking and ability. Mm-hmm. Because I always thought, oh, I am not judgmental. What are you doing? Oh, I am not. What are you doing? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. About that. So now swallowing those words that just want to fly out and go, wait a minute. How many times has God been with me? Yeah. yeah. And those so you were ready to hear it. You yeah. Know? So you were ready to hear it. He wasn't going to say anything. Right. I've been blessed to have friends that watched me, if you will, do some of the things that I did. Um, and they still loved me and they stuck with me. And they even tried to, to tell me the truth, but they always did that with love. And they knew when to say something to me and when I just was not going to hear it. So, and parents too, you're talking about from a parental standpoint, I have some of the best parents in the world. And I, I love that you stand, you, you, you watch them from a non-judgmental viewpoint and you let them learn um, and you pray for them and you try to give them truth with love because that is exactly what my parents did. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that because I don't know that. I would have arrived where I am now if people had abandoned me and basically told me I was, you know, no good. And why are you doing this? And, you know, just not been very, very loving. So I, I, the truth with love thing is a big deal to me because it's made a difference to me. Exactly. Exactly. So if you get anything from part of what redemption is, is truly loving. Yeah. No, I mean, love, Go to your place, vent it out to whatever, get it out of your system, but continue with that love because as Elizabeth can show you, as I can show you, and probably millions of others can show you, we usually circle back around to work. circle back around, yeah. So give us patience and time. We'll get there. (laughs) That's your reward. That's right. He's like, oh boy, it's going to take, all right, we got it. (laughs) I I know sometimes he thought, he was just up there shaking his head like my child, my child. So. Right. So that's a really amazing experience. And when when we dive in and read different scripture stories and wonder about, we're really fast. Like, why did it take him 40 years walking in that? Why? Oh, you know, I don't, I don't think anything about that now. 
because <laughs> right? it, it took me, I mean, I, I totally identify with that because I had to walk through the desert too because I didn't want to, you know, do, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to stick with the truth. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. So just like they did. So I get that. Right. Um, wonder why that story's in there. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really, really interesting. Okay, so everybody, let's read this ticker down here on Belief. The underneath, excuse me, the Great Journey, a story of Lorelian, 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 an allegory. And so, with this, I hope you guys go out there, take it, check it out. And I have a question for you about maybe the age range of this. I know you wrote it when you were 18. So is this can be youth? Can it be um, young adults and beyond? I, I would say 13 and above. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So pretty good range there. So, hey, teenagers, um, mom, dad out there, you're probably getting things ready for summertime. It's coming up. You know, what are my kids going to do this summer? Really good read. And another opportunity to, to think of another, you know, place and understanding of how um, redemption can happen and maybe a story like this can help in some preventative measures yeah. lessen yeah. our stupidity yeah. well you know and when I wrote it I wrote it with teens in mind teens and young adults because I'm like please don't go wandering around in the desert for 15 plus years and in the dark just just don't do it <laughs> it's not worth so true right <laughs> and that's that's all part of how we learn so thank you so much elizabeth if you have anything that you would like to share with our audience tonight this is your time to give your pinpoints your little piece of beacon of truth to the world go for it um i just want to say if you um are in a place where you're healing and you're trying you Jesus is putting the pieces back together. I just want to say, trust your process and don't rush your process because this has taken me probably eight years to put all this together. And um, I'm the healthiest and the most healed I've ever been. So just trust your process and trust him. Ultimately trust him to, lead you and guide you into all truth because he is truth. That is who he is. Um, and he is love. So that, that is what I would share with you guys tonight. He is truth and he is love and he will lead you into all those things. Beautifully said. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Everyone hop out there and grab that book. We'll, when we shut this down, we'll put the links down here below, connect you back with the blog. Thank you everybody for being here and being supportive tonight. And thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, April. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.